<laughs> Calm down, bro. It ain't that to the Brasky cast. I'm your host of this evening, William H. Brasky. Also joined this evening by making his debut tonight on the show, Red Hook. Red Hook, how are you, sir? I'm doing very good. As you can tell by his accent, he's not Chinese. All right, folks. Uh, filling in tonight in the uh, big co-host chair because E.T.'s off on assignment um be careful if you're any olympic gymnast there's a large man roaming the streets of japan looking for you uh filling in for him tonight gene r liars sir how are you i am very well tonight mr brasky thank you for asking and uh welcome red hook i'm very excited to have you on the show today um when I got word this week that you were going to be on, I was very excited because I'm, I'm a big fan of your posts. I'm a big fan of your takes on the site. And uh, overall, I think you're a pretty cool guy. So welcome. It's it's good to be here. Yes, I'm glad to be here tonight. Brasky, Gina Liars. Yeah, I, I love what goes on on the site. You guys are both obviously great posters there, too. Well, guys, tonight's not going to be a night of pleasantries because we got two guys there from Boston and one guy from fucking Canada in here. And we got an angry Scotsman working production. So we're going to get things going. I guess the first thing we had to discuss is uh, the return of the fat. Uh, Axel returned. Uh, he, he came back 2016-ish, Axel. Um, still sounds like shit. Still sounds like Mickey. Uh, two new songs or two new old songs are now actually on the playlist. And, uh, well, our guest this evening, Red Hook, was actually at the show that uh, they first debuted uh, a new old song, once known as Silkworms, now known as Absurd. So we're going to go and ask Red Hook some questions about his experience at the show and let him walk us down, uh, you know, his uh, memory. All right, Red Hook, uh, tell us, you got into Fenway Park. What did you do? Uh, We went to the seats, moved down about uh, like a section and a half. So we had really good seats walking straight out at the stage. And um, I had family there. I had my cousin there. I had my nephew there. It was cool. 
had like a family night at Fenway. And uh with absurd, you know, they, they had they played a good show that night and they played absurd because they knew that if they fucked up in Boston, that Red Hook would trash him on guns and fucking roses dot com. So they you know, they had to fucking pull out all the stops that night and they did, and that was great. I mean, too bad for the rest of you, but I got a good show. I mean, did you hear better in the, you know, afterwards or You Could Be Mine? He made a demon voice during You Could Be Mine. I'm pretty sure Ash from the Evil Dead is looking for the Necronomicon on fucking the Axl Rose tour bus. Because this motherfucker has gone full poltergeist. There's a couple songs. Yeah, he lost it. He sounded good, I thought, 80% of the time when you're there. A lot of it is the crowd singing along. Like the, the last hour of the show was just straight Mickey with the crowd singing along. It sounds fine. It was all November rains. We child of mine knocking on heaven's door. Everybody knows every word. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Slash is obviously going to bring it home because Slash is amazing live. We all know Fortis is amazing live. So, I mean, those are going to be consistent throughout the show. But looking at that guy who you got Axel now, who's got the fucking Botox to above and beyond on his fucking head. And then you got Slash, which some people have now compared him to the human Michael Myers mask. I mean, what did you see when you saw them? I was far. I was in the stands. If you know how concerts are at a baseball stadium, you know, they got the the seating yeah. on the ground, but then there's no seats on the infield. Then you got the stadium. I was by third base. So I was just watching the video screens. Gotcha. So gotcha. let me ask you something there, Brad. So let me ask you. So from what I saw, um, I mean, Fenway's, Fenway's a pretty iconic stadium. Everybody knows the Green Monster, right? So from what I saw, to me, it looked like the stage was kind of up against the Green Monster. Am I am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, it was in center field, so it's like half against the Green Monster and half against the right field bullpen. It's like straight then, in center field. And then you said there was there was no seats on the infield. Yeah, they don't put seats on the infield, so it makes it really yeah, weird. Protect, protect the grass, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So and you were on the third baseline, you said. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Going towards yeah. the stage, at least, not all the way back. Right. How much will beers? Ten dollars. Ah, oh, cocksuckers. I know. So you got a ten dollar beer. I mean, obviously you got to the show. Did you? Were you there for Wolfgang Van Fuckenstein? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen his set. How was Wolfie? Sounds fine. I mean, it's like this '90s grunge A and R. You just kind of zone out to it, and you don't really notice it. Kind of music. Ah. A lot of. Uh, a lot of the reviews I've been reading of the of the three shows that they've played, um, the Mammoth is getting some pretty good reviews. Um, personally, I don't know any of his music, um, but there's a lot of positive reviews coming from from his performance. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, do you guys do you think Axel booked a band named Mammoth just to make himself look skinnier? You know, afterwards, like, hey, listen, I'm gonna put Wolfgang Van Halen's fat ass out here. Mm-hmm. His band's called Mammoth. I'm going to look like a fucking supermodel coming out afterwards. I'm going to look like I'm a 160-pound axle again. After after he released Silkworms, a.k.a. Absurd, as a single, I put nothing past Axel anymore. Um, this man is living in a fairy tale world. He is not I, – I don't even think he's part of this earth anymore. Well, there's things that concern me. It's like he did the Bismarck Key thing on the next show. We're not going to skip. We're going to get more details about the Fenway show here. But he did the Bismarck key. You got what uh, what I need. But the actual lyrics are, you say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. When Axel sings it, he says, she's just a friend. 
what's going on there? I mean, did, uh, did Axel lose somebody to a lesbian? Is Axel in love of a man? Is he just got dementia? I mean, what do we think? Is he going Biden on us folks? Why I think he's learn... go ahead. Go ahead. Red hook. Why didn't he learn the piano part before he went out and did it? That was the part that got me. He just, he didn't even know it. He's sitting there at the piano. He played November rain afterwards, but he didn't play nothing when he sang it. Sir, why has Axel only released, um, one new album in what 20 29 <laughs> years 30 years something like that it's gotta be it's gotta be 29 30 years for sure i mean yeah i mean we're getting fucking up there 91 so we're already past no i guess you can count the spaghetti incident so now so we're talking 28 years since i was young yeah since you were young. I forgot I'm with the old timers tonight. Tonight, guys, these are the fans that actually saw Guns N' Roses when they were really Guns N' Roses. Not the fucking brand yeah. name Kiss Guns N' Roses that you're seeing now. Seems so, Red Hook, tell me I, about what was your least favorite part of the show? What was your favorite part of the show? My least favorite part of the show. I love that air. Probably better. Better. Because it's always horrible. I don't know why they even play it anymore. Because every time that he sings better, Beta gets a little bit aroused. I mean, just a little bit. I mean, it's not anything inappropriate. It just it makes it feel a little bit better. It makes it feel special. What would you say the best moment of the show was for you? Absurd. Okay. Right. Now, what was the was crowd's reaction? Absurd. I, I what was... The crowd's what, reaction what? to absurd? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the whole place loved it. And the place, it, eh? Yeah, the crates went crazy. They, they the crowd was wicked into it. It was that's one of the things about the song. It's like people love it. Guns N' Roses fans are like, what the fuck? Silkworms. But people that hear it that don't know Silkworms, they seem to fucking love the damn thing. I don't get it either. So um, I played for my my wife. I posted this on the forum yesterday, but my wife, she's a Guns N' Roses fan. By no way, shape, or form is she a Super fan, mega fan, if you want, like like we are, right? But she she's a good fan of guns. She knows Guns and Roses, so I played it. I put it on my phone and I played it for her yesterday when I got home from work. And I said, "Here, listen to this." And I started playing it, and I, you know, a minute into the song, I say, "Do you know who it is?" She looks at me. She says, "No." So I toss my phone at her. She picks up my phone and looks at it, and she goes, "This is fucking Guns and Roses." And I, I said, "Yeah." And her first her first comment was, "Are they on drugs again?" Because this sounds like fucking shit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, guys. Because obviously, you know, you were at the show. Now, when you went to the show, did you see a bunch of like mass hole women, just these big old fucking Berthas that fucking got their mullets that are probably you know forty years old wearing denim that's way too tight? Were they out loud and proud at Fenway? I didn't see them. I mean, the reason I ask is because there's this photo flying around that's been posted uh, a bunch of different places, especially on the War Room Discord, of this just giant uh, GNR lady fan who is, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I believe you gentlemen might have seen it. I mean, oh, I know which one. What is that, going on? That <laughs> Scary picture. It's pretty fucking horrible. So, I mean, you, what would you sum up your whole evening at Fenway? What would you say was your takeaway from the show? They've improved. I think they've improved. 
I think uh, we still got a long way to go because that's like a rare night. But they're playing All new right. shit. I mean, that's- when you say they improved, um, I mean, we we all heard the the audio from it. Um, Axel still sounds like shit. He still sounds like Mickey. Um, so when you say they improved, uh, what do you mean? Somehow it sounds better when you're there. It really fucking does. Maybe because I was far away. I don't know. Maybe because the sound was just bouncing around so much. You hear some kind of echo version of it. But it sounded good when I was there. So I don't like, know. When I saw I saw them a couple of years ago up in uh, Edmonton here. And I agree with you. When you're at the show, they sound good. And, um, you know, you can hear the Mickey elements, or at least I could, because I know I know what I'm I'm looking for. But you're right; they sound better live. And I don't know if it's uh, something gets lost in the recording, if something gets uh, get compressed or or whatever from the files. But you're right; they sound better live. And and even though Axel still sounds like Mickey live, he still sounds like a better Mickey. Yeah, you sound like you had power behind it live. Yeah, yeah. You don't. I mean, guys, I think what you're hearing is you're hearing the loudness of his voice loud. So when you're at the show live, it just comes across so much and it's drowned out by the music. But it's at such a level, you're thinking, boy, he's powerful. Meanwhile, it's, you know, it's fucking Mickey Mouse. Um, So your biggest takeaway of the show is they're sounding better. Uh, You guys want to talk a little bit about Silk Worms and Absurd. Um, I think it sounds better than what it used to sound like. I'm glad it's new music. Um, glad it's with Slash on it. Um, instead of that, I really don't have much more to say on it, except it's okay. It does are, sound a lot. Are the vocals the same vocal track from 2001, or did he redo them? Do you know? If you're asking me, dude, I honestly don't know. Um, if he redid them, it was very slightly. Okay. Um, I just, I don't want to bullshit you and be like, yeah, dude, I fucking know. I have no, no fucking no. idea. It sounds like they added effects to it. It has that strobe effect now it didn't have, I don't think. To me, it sounds like fucking, if you guys ever seen the uh, Siren Night Live skit Space Pants with a little midget from fucking, uh, what is that, uh, Game of Thrones? It sounds like Space Pants to me. (laughs) And if you guys know what that is, I mean, Space Pants! Absurd! I mean, same fucking song. It is, it's... It's a silly. I don't know. It's it's such a dumb song, and somehow it works. Well, I think it's also because you know it's like being a junkie, and it's like, hey, listen, you know, it used to take you a fucking you know a needle for a heroin to get the job done, but you've been clean and sober now for twenty years. Fucking half a Viking is gonna make you feel great. Yeah. I don't know. The thing I don't get too is putting out a song that has pussy full of maggots over and over in twenty twenty one. How's that gonna go over? And, and the 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 constant barrage of of f bombs. I mean, there there is there is going to be literally no no airplay for this song. Um, Are we supposed to be mad that Axl Rose decided to release something that's not woke? I mean, I'm fucking a little bit happy about that to be honest with you. Absolutely, absolutely. But from from I I don't know from like a PR or an AR standpoint here. Like I, I know one of the guys on the radio station out here, so I, I talked to him about. It. I said, "Hey, are you gonna are you gonna um, play Guns N' Roses' new song, dude? 
he's on the fucking radio, does a morning show. He didn't even know about it, man. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, they put out a new song or they're supposed to be putting out a new song tonight at midnight. And he's like, I haven't gotten an email about it. So, I mean, they didn't you know, the funny thing is, guys, and I, I don't mean to expose GNR liars because I, I truly respect GNR liars as a person. But that DJ's name, DJ Raz. I mean, come on, dude. Another Canadian DJ. Hmm. All right. Back to the story, boys. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's not New York City. It's not Boston. But I live in a pretty good part of the world, I must say. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't have homeless people taking shits and throwing them at you. I mean, that's an improvement over New York City. You don't got a fucking homeless man charging at you on fucking MDMA going, I'm like, I like Jesus. Ah! You know, it, it helps, you know. But get back to the story that you don't think that Silk Rhymes is a fucking radio hit, boys. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt. It, you know, like I was saying, from, from a media or a PR standpoint, um, it would have been good if they had released something a little, and and I hate to say it, but a little more radio friendly. I mean, Guns N' Roses is what they are, right? They're 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 a commercial rock band. They played a sold out stadium. If they can get a song on the radio that isn't "Sweet Child of Mine," "Welcome to the Jungle," "November Rain," you know what I mean, or "Paradise City." Okay, guys, I'm going to do something for you, and this is something I usually don't do on the fat cast because I don't mix uh, Brasky's uh, Gene F&R really with Brasky's fat cast stuff too much. Um, but perhaps is done. Slash and Duff redid perhaps. They've done Atlas. They've done fucking Hard School. These songs are all done. Um, Hard School supposedly going to be the next song that comes out. Uh, it's scheduled right now for I've heard three to five weeks, so probably looking at four weeks till it's released. And, uh, you know, that's where we are right now, guys. There's music ready to go. I don't know if it's the EP or if it's the album, but November seems to be the date. And I'm not going to be fucking telling you guys more because I'm not 100% certain on anything else. But uh, there you go. Take I the think uh, talk, boys. I think hard school goes to radio. I think that's probably what it was planned to do. The first single doesn't because it's like the heavy song. E.T.'s in the background right now with one of his uh, dildos just trying it out. <laughs> Boy, the silence is deafening, man. I crack a fucking joke and not having <laughs> wasted or miser or ET in here to fucking like jump on and just grab this fucking conversation means I'm having to tonight. And it just it's unusual. I hope it doesn't sound like shit, but uh here we go. So you guys both like it. Uh Gene our liars, you sound like you think it's, you know, eh. Uh Red Hook, you sound like you think it's a little bit better than eh. I mean, what do you guys think overall, though? This is the first time for mu- new music from Guns N' Roses that's not Shadow of Your Love since Chinese Democracy back in 08. I don't like I never... it. I don't like the song at all. I think it's shit. Um, I've listened to it a few times now, um, and I have a hard time getting through it. I, it's dumb. It's a stupid song. Somebody on the on the forum said it sounds like a like a, uh, a pill song, like a really bad pill song or PIL song. And it's true. Or uh, what's that other fucking prodigy? It sounds like a bad prodigy song. That's what it sounds like to me. It's, it's terrible. Man. It's it's unlistenable garbage. And just because of that, I have to give fucking Axel props for releasing it because he knows it's fucking shit, man. You you go on Instagram, go on any of the any of the chat boards, go on Reddit, go on Instagram. 
um, Twitter, any of the guys' pages, and they have a link to Absurd, and the comments are just fucking ripping it apart, man. I was on Reddit today um, prepping for the show a bit by by looking up, uh, you know, what the – uh, people thought of absurd and it's it's generally negative man like and and these are fans like these are fans like you and me like they're on a guns and roses subreddit they're on slashes or duff's instagram and and it, it's getting fucking roasted Dude, man do you think that maybe would be the reason why last night beta decided to get a few bottles of wine in there and go on instagram and just start shit posting and so, you know yelling at fans i mean i can't believe what she was saying was that really her yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking her. Like, no, that that really that really was her. I mean, it's. Well, let me look a few of them up so I can actually read them to you, boys. For sure, absolutely. But uh, I, I read some on uh, on our forum today, and also on some subreddits, and and the first thing that came to my mind I was like, "Holy fuck, is this is this really her?" And uh, you know, I mean it. It's definitely someone with their back up against the wall, right? But I mean, uh, look at it this way, though. You can just hear the fucking glasses of wine being drunk to this one. From yeah. Beta, she writes, At Nidosayer, that is your opinion. It is a new song. Everything was changed in the song. Maybe you need to listen to it closely. But will you say, but you will say whatever you want. Pretty normal anyway. Enjoy it or not. Up to you. Have a nice evening. No, that wasn't too bad, you know. But she starts, you know, having another few glasses of wine from Beta Labias. Add some name. I'm not even going to try to enunciate. I know, but I respect. I know, but sometimes they are just so disrespectful. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, former uh, guest of the show and, uh, you know, really overall good guy. I like Rick. Uh, Rick Dunsford, everybody. Rick. Rick. Rick's now joined in and uh, Rick wrote to her. Saying, you know, just giving her shit, and boy, did she she did not like that. Let me try to find the exact quote here. Um, by the way, a new member of the website on GNFNR, Furbush, is fucking hilarious. Yes, yes. Um, by the way, guys, I want you all to know something from Beta Labias to Spud1909. She now states that Silkworms, it was, was never available online, if it was, it was there illegally. Mind you, the fact that, um, you know, Rock and Rio played all over Brazilian TV and was sold in distribution rights on DVD. Um, so uh, she kind of looks like shit on that one. And uh, OK, here we go. This one, this one, I'm going to let you boys talk in a second. here. I just want to read this last one out here. Um, so this one's at some Brazilian, it looks like Ricardo something. 2013, you are you are fucking insane and an asshole. If you don't have anything to say, keep your mouth shut. The world will be better, much better, without assholes like you in it. Woo! I mean, wow. ow! Fuck! Yes, man. That is harsh. <laughs> well, um, I just, that has been heard, and um, I think she's... Uh, um, clearly frustrated with the um, response that, from the from the from the release of the song, and I think she's uh, got her back up against the wall. 
Uh, Gene our liars, not to interrupt you, sir, but uh, Rick Dunsford's exact quote was, about time the band uh, and management listens. Uh, Beta goes, what's your problem? Who do you think you are? I mean, she's kind of fucking cross-aggressive, buddy. I think that's the woman scorned right there. She, um, I, I, sometimes I wonder just how much input or um, Axel really has anymore. I, I, I wonder if it's just for Fernando and Beta, and they just they just do what they want. And they, I think, when she's making him enchiladas in the morning, she's slipping in some some pills to calm them down. And I, I, I don't know, there's some control going on over here and there's no way this woman should be in charge of anything. Red hook. What do you think? Do you think he's having Xanax for breakfast? Making a whiskey drink. Uh, making a whiskey drink. Very nice. Perfect. A sour drink song to remember the good times. Sing a song to remember about the bad times. There you go. Oh, Danny boy. I'm oh, sorry. Chumba Wumba gets stuck in my head, bitch. Um, so are you back, Red Hook? What's that? Exactly. <laughs> are, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, sir, my question to you is this. Do you believe, after Gene R. Liar's story or thought process, that uh, our dear friend Axel Rose is getting fed uh, enchilada egg, uh, you know, Xanax for breakfast every morning? I would not be surprised. I mean, he doesn't talk on stage anymore either. You notice that between songs, he says very little. He'll say more to the band on his show than he'll say to the audience now. Yeah. He's definitely a toned-down version of Axl Rose. Do we think that's age? I mean, the man is 59 years old. I mean, that's you know that's pretty up there in age, if you want to talk and be honest there. We also got a global pandemic going around, so maybe he's just trying to you know, preserve his, uh, you know, his vocals for the show. Nah, I think I think he's right. I think she's got him on something. I mean, you know, you can definitely attribute some of the the non uh, talking on stage to age for sure. I mean, um, you, you do mellow out as you do get older, and you do stop caring about shit as you get older. But this man loves the spotlight. He does, and um, it's it's a very different different performer than even from i mean i saw him in 2008 too like he was still angry then and he was still he was still full of angst i mean mind you that is over 10 years ago but you know something's changed with him something's definitely changed with him and and I, i would i would easily attribute that to some medication whether it's willful or unwillful have you guys noticed that essentially Axel's appearance, he's changed into, uh, you know, a very uh, young and uh, after accident Gary Busey. I'm talking like Gary Busey and Point Break. I mean, they both got that same kind of glare in their eyes now. They both <laughs> got that smile. They both got that forehead that looks like it's been repaired. I mean, Gary Busey, Point Break, and 2021 Axel Rose. I can't really tell the difference. Boys, thoughts? Well, Gary Busey is is – um known for he he's he's diagnosed though is he is he not he's he's bipolar is he not i mean are we trying to say axel's i mean the man made a woman shit in a cat fucking litter axel's just a fucking backtown hillbilly like that's what he is (laughs) Axel's trash man like come on he comes from fucking a small town in indiana i mean 
I don't know. I, the guy screams white trash to me. And Listen, you can be anything you want in Indiana. You can be a medical supply man, you know, sell medical supplies in Indiana and make yourself a good living and not be a hillbilly. Not all of them are hillbillies. No, that's not what I said, buddy. That's not what I said. That's, I'm sorry if that's what I implied. That's not what I mean. I, I I just mean that he just strikes me as as a backtown hillbilly with little to no education, and and he struck it rich. He got success, and I, I don't think he knows how to quite handle it. And it's taken him many, many, many years to handle it. So maybe I mean, that's what's going down. I mean, in Indiana, I, I don't think it's illegal to marry your second cousin, but I mean, it's not is. Is it that wrong if your family's really, you know, spread out? What if one of your family, like, lives down in Kentucky, and then the other one lives in, like, you know, Ohio? Is it still weird they marry your second cousin? Um, no. I guess. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I should save that question for when Miser's on. He knows so, answers to all me, that stuff. Red Hook, what are you up to, buddy? You're obviously drinking whiskey. Earlier tonight, sounds like you were doing some herbal remedy. I mean, are, are you are you with us? Are you having fun? Oh, yeah. I'm just kicking back. Waiting for my time. Fucking, you know? it's always your time, buddy. I heard you fucking said that you had a song ready for us, that you wanted to play music. Yeah, yeah, I was working on a little cover of Sympathy for the Devil. Thought uh, we'd get some Brian Jones talk going with it, maybe. I don't know. I I uh, took a little cut of it today, and I uploaded it to you guys. All right, folks, so here it is right now, and let's take a listen. I'm pleased to meet you. I hope you get my All right, and we're not going to lie to you and pretend like me and Gene are liars heard a fucking thing because we're going to add that in post. But, uh, you know, hey, man, thanks for sharing with us. And uh, either way, if it sucks, thanks for the laugh. If it's good, hey, good on you. <laughs> it's just the beginning of an idea. It's all scratch tracks right now except for the 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 beat. So I'm going to just do it all new, new vocals, everything. I do it all one by one because I did that all at once. Very Axel of you. Very Axel of you. Hey, guys, earlier this week, and this was between the GNR shows, your your friend Brasky's a big fat bastard, and he decided he was going to sit back and watch a movie. So here Brasky is, and he sees a movie called The Hunt. And I'm like, oh, man, and I heard this one stupid where, like, they kill a bunch of people just for liking Trump. So I said, fuck it, I'll watch it anyway, see if it's any good. Not only was I pleasantly surprised, the movie was fucking brilliant. It was hilarious. It was about these group of uh, multimillionaire libertards hunting just these Trumpers and fucking eight channers. And it was very funny. But it got me to thinking, going, huh, I wonder if that happened in the world of Guns N' Roses. Because, you know, we were talking about reviews and how everyone makes them. And, you know, most of the fans, they're not really liking it, it sounds like. What would happen if fucking like, you know, the mojos of the world fucking grabbed us and the fucking, you know, uh, downsies and they just fucking like they entrapped us and took us out like a fucking desert island somewhere and they fucking just hunted us down. I mean, it really scared the shit out of me. Boys, what do you think? I would kill Mojo. I, I wish they would do that. I wish they would try to kidnap us. I'd kill that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Mojo is. Who's Mojo? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. What? You don't know who no. Warchild is? I mean, I've heard the name. 
Oh, God. Well, you know what? It's good. So you just pretend you don't know him. Let's just pretend Downsy and Daisy show up and they're fucking cosplay fucking gay. I mean, they're both dressed as like fucking executioners and they got raging hard on jerking each other off. In the other hand, they got fucking, you know, MR, you know, M4s with them. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to fucking run? Are you terrified? I'm a little scared. Well, of course you're going to be scared, but I mean, you got to fight. You got to stand up for yourself. Now, I, I've seen the hunt as well. So, um, when when we get kidnapped to this remote part of the world, um, like in the movie, there's a crate there, right? Remember, and all the all the weapons are inside. Now, yeah, yeah, like a- yeah. But hold on, I thought of that too. What you're okay. going to say is probably going to be different. But I bet little emo Annie's involved in this, and that crate's going to be filled with the dildo she sent to fucking Cantus Deli. Mm. But uh, hey, you say what you want to say, but that's my guess. So they're going to have guns. And we're going to have um, used dildos to fight with? Dude, we're using fucking their logic. I mean, look at the people we're talking about here. You fucking, what does Daisy have more experience with, a dildo or a fucking magnum? I mean, not a condom, the revolver. So. (laughs) I picture Daisy looking exactly like his avatar. (laughs) (laughs) No, because Daisy's, because Downsy's not underneath him, anally pleasuring him with his tongue. So here's what I'm thinking. So if we're, we have um, the dildos, um, and she is um, well-versed in the, the land of the dildo, um, I, I think we would have to gather as many dildos as we can and overwhelm her with dildos. You know, like that meme? I, I don't know if it's possible, buddy, yeah. because here's the thing. She has these parties that she, we we posted a video a long time ago, and she has these parties with her, all these like little fucking stuffed animals and stuff, and she has literal tea parties with them. My concern is I bet she fucking put like C4 in these fucking stuffed animals and has them planted all the way around. So we're going to be trying to fight her off with the dildos, and, you know, she can handle quite a few dildos. And at the same time, these fucking stuffed animals are just laying in wait with fucking plastic explosives up their ass. Sounds like a troublesome situation. This is the fucking nightmare I'm fucking having then. And then once if, if Madeline shows up? Now, Madeline seems like pro-fan, but Madeline's alter ego's walkers are like a Mr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. I know that, you know, someone's made a lot of changes in their life, but does it reverse if it's fucking like a full moon and the rest of the fucking crazies are around? So who could we get on our side, though? Yeah, Who can we? I think I think I'm getting Miser, dude, because Miser's a fucking serial killer. Dude. If Miser can't help us, Miser's dad. Miser's dad, yeah, 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 I can see that. Oh, uh, they'll fucking run from that motherfucker. We could yeah, drug them. Too. We could drug them with Miser's Xanax. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll just end up like E.T. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get back on the show soon, you bastard. We miss you. Yeah. Is is he at the closing ceremonies of the Olympics? Is that what he's doing? He's chasing down. To my knowledge, he found out where the gymnasts stay, and uh, he's trying to get into the Olympic Village to get into the gymnast dormitory to, uh, you know, really let all these bitches know who's King Kong. And uh, last time I heard, he's he's made progress. So, you know, if Simone Biles goes missing, we know where the fuck she is. Let me fucking tell you something right now. Just picture that situation in your head right now. There's E.T., the big white guy in Japan, going to infiltrate 
the Olympic Village to um, get into the girls' dorm, whatever. Dude, Gina this Lyers. is yes. Gina Lyers. Picture blue hair and blue beard and all. Let's not fucking leave that out of the equation. There you go. There you go. This is a fucking classic 80s movie. This yeah, is- it's entitled Papa Smurf Does Porn. I mean, I'm right. really terrified that fucking E.T. is just going to be out there like a giant Papa Smurf fucking gangbanging Smurfette with his fucking with his dildos and his cock. I was watching uh, um, an 80s movie the other day. Uh, do you guys remember um, Mannequin? Yes. Yeah. It was on the other day. So I, I, me and my wife watched it. And it's it's a little it's a little troubles troubling because um, Andrew McCarthy he basically is in love with this mannequin right that he, he works at a mannequin factory and he's in love with this mannequin and it magically comes alive and it's a very young and very sexy Kim Cattrall and uh, anyway that's the movie it goes on from there but you know there's so many things in that movie that would not be able to be made today, right? So I started thinking about 80s movies and how fucking great they were. And this story of E.T. going to the Olympic Village to try and get laid, that is the perfect, perfect plot line for an 80s uh, 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 comedy movie. Yeah, I don't think they can even make movies about trying to get laid anymore, can they? No, man. I read an article today. Like like I said, so... Does that mean they can't make a a Bill Cosby biopic pick now? Yeah. I read an article today on fucking American Pie and and how they were trashing it, saying that this movie is one of the worst movies ever made. It's toxic masculinity. It's sexist. They all treat women like 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 garbage. It's it's they're using women as as objects and that this this movie should never be made should have never been made and it's the worst thing that ever come out of hollywood dude that is a fucking funny movie man that is a really funny movie and now i i i enjoy i i watched it not too long ago probably within the last year and it's still funny that, it, the, after reading this article today it's making me feel like i'm a bad person for liking this imagine the fucking writer i imagine she's some fucking short-haired girl with glasses and she's woke as fuck and she's watching American Pie for the first time fucking put on porkies for her she'll fucking blow her mind you know I was thinking about this just like today too and I grew up in the 80s and yeah. it wasn't you gotta the girls were the ones that initiated always almost 100% of the time so yeah. why is it our fault you know, they're the ones that came to the concert dress and just saran wrap. What do you think they wanted? <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah, it's just insane. It's just, oh, it's all the guy's fault. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I I miss it, man. I like I miss I miss movies like Porky's. I miss movies like Police Academy. All of them. Um, um, uh, meatballs. Uh, what are some other fucking crazy funny movies from the eighties? Maxwell Party. Caddyshack. Yeah. Shack, man. All those movies. Imagine those movies being made today. They just right. have, like, it, it, it would never be made. Even American Pie, man. Like, that, like for all intents and purposes, that's not an old movie. But. Everything has changed That's so 90. much. Is it the 90s or 2000? It might be 2000s. I'm not positive. 99, I think. Wow. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the world has changed just a little bit. 
I mean, yeah. the world's completely changed. I mean, I I watch Married with Children all the time on Hulu. I fucking love Married with Children. And yeah. if you look at that relationship now, they're going to be like, fucking Al's a toxic masculine pig. Meanwhile, him and Pig Bundy were married 30 years, never had a fight. They never cheated on each other. They had a fucking great relationship. But no one will mention that. And just to add to that. Married with know, Children. Wow. Yeah. Try to put that on now. Jesus. Well, it's it's on here. Uh, it's on every night here, actually. Um, yeah, um, they, they try to do something new with that. It would be like true. Would be you know, you know, going to what you said too, Brasky, about Peg and and Al, how they had uh, a great relationship. Do you remember? Like, there was a couple episodes where where people were hitting on on Peggy, and 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 uh, you know, Al loses his mind, man. That's his woman. You know what I mean? For everything that happens in that show. Al fucking loved her, man, and she loved him. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, dude. There was no question about it because he acted like a fucking man. A man shouldn't be going around kissing his wife's ass like they do fucking nowadays on sitcoms where it's like, I had to make her a quiche. He should be acting like a man talking about taking a shit in the toilet or fucking going bowling. But they don't want to show you that anymore. You just sounded like fucking Rodney Dangerfield there. Hey, I had to make her a quiche. (laughs) <laughs> fucking great, man! Fucking great. There, there can be no higher compliment than being compared to fucking Ronnie Dangerfield, the legend of all legends, the one-liners, all one-liners. I told my fucking therapist I feel suicidal. He made me pay up front from now on. <laughs> fucking oh, rock. fucking classic, man! Oh, I'm a big fan of Ronnie Dangerfield. Hey, do you remember him in in Natural Born Killers? Oh yeah. He was fucking creepy in that movie, Fred, man. Look, this has got to be your fucking territory here. Natural Born Killers. I think of Natural Born Killers. For some reason, I think of you. So come on, buddy. Natural oh, Born okay. Killers? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes, of course. <laughs> Fuck off. I zoned out. he's watching wrestling remember he's sitting there and he's got the fucking white beater on and he's watching his eyes are all fucking bugged out and he's watching wrestling if you remember Tatanka it was Tatanka on the screen he's like kill the fucking Indian it's like holy shit man it was fucking great what a great movie incredible movie hey one I of the things that's really kind of cool, guys, and I know we don't really get into a lot because we don't have people with such life experience, with having Red Hook on tonight, dude, Red Hook was around the fucking L.A. music scene in the fucking 90s like nobody's business. Uh, Red Hook, you've said some stories, and share only what you're comfortable with, but buddy, if you could tell some of the stories, I mean, some of the Allison Chain stories, any of those stories you want to tell us, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, I get a, uh, it's like, let me think. What do I want to tell? <laughs> when he says you were around in the in the in the scene, like you were actually involved in the scene, I was playing in bands in Los Angeles in the early nineties. So yeah, I, I was involved, but it was you know kind of late in the game after Guns and Roses and stuff. Yeah, I actually yeah. seen that one day. I was walking, I was walking down Melrose, and it was like after closing time. And Axel was sitting on the patio at the burger that ate LA. It was this this burger joint that had a patio on Melrose, and it was a big hamburger with a bite out of it at the top of the building. And he was sitting there by himself. So he had rented the whole patio somehow after closing time to sit there by himself and eat a hamburger. 
and I was, I don't know, I was tunnel vision. I was so into myself at the time. I was just like, hey, Axel, what's up? He's like, yeah. You know, I just kind of kept walking. <laughs> it was the fucking weirdest thing. The guy's just sitting like, why would you rent the place all by yourself? Sit there and eat a hamburger. People stare at you. <laughs> fucking weirdo. Why? Hey, I guys, mean, I'm going to give Red Hook a little more time right now to think of a story. And uh, we don't have many ads, but we do have one ad tonight. And this ad actually paid for the whole show. So the rest of the, the show will be completely ad free. Um, this next ad is paid for by the MyGNR.com um, website. Uh, it's paid for in support of their new club membership. Um, all right, let's let's give it a fucking listen, I guess. Hello, my gene, our form fellow believers. It's me, myGeneRform.com's official mascot, the man who loves you so much. Because here at my gene, our form, for only fifteen dollars a month, if you can reach, and I mean reach high into the heavens and grab yourself fifteen American dollars, not Canadian dollars. Not Mexican money, but 15 American dollars. And you send that. Send that via PayPal. It has to be authorized, though. No fake PayPals. To Downsy. Downsy will reward you with beautiful things and love and embracing you. $15 a month. My GNR Forum Club. Oh, my God. It's a value. It's something that you must do. If you put your hands together, folks, and just pray on it, you can find the $15 a month. Well, I wish you would do. All right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if you guys want to spend 15 bucks on that, I mean, okay. <laughs> Love my advertisers. All right, Red Hook, did you come up with a story, you think? Yeah. Yeah. After, like, um, after Allison Chains were, were really big, Mike had just gotten thrown out. He came to Hollywood. Shows up in town with just nothing, nothing but like a shirt on his back. It ends up at our place somehow. And we already have like Robin Crosby from Rat coming over every day. And now we got Mike Starr from Alice in Chains coming over every day. And I'm in this world. I'm like, wow, this is what I want to be. And this is where they are. And this is where I am. Kind of a mind fuck. You know, you got these people, they're in millionaire bands. They don't have a dollar to their name because they've either fucked up like Robin Crosby did or Mike Starr had just gotten thrown out of the band and they just didn't, they knew he was thrown out and they would keep all his money from him. We had to run scams to get money out of the Alice in Chains band and into Mike's pocket so that we could all get fucking wasted, of course. Um, but just a weird time in my life. I mean, could you imagine like, I grew up watching MTV, listening to Rat, and then you got Mike Starr. I mean, Allison Chains were like the top 10 band in the country at the time. They were huge. And he's sitting there, you know, he's got like 20 bucks. I'm like, really? I got like 10. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weirdest fucking time. Well, both of those guys are dead now, are they not? Yes. Yes, they both yeah. are. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and what was the craziest to- thing you saw happen back then, buddy? Um, craziest thing I ever saw happen. I was, my ex-girlfriend invited me to a party one time, right? And I went there and it was like, on the way there, I ran into all these friends and we all just kind of came and it was nothing. She was trying to set me up, right? And the weirdest thing is this guy that I used to be in band with, he's with me. We don't even party together. He just, somehow the universe put him next to me that night. He had a gun with him, 
and it fucking saved my life because the fucking other people had shotguns. And somehow, God willingly, I had a gun and I didn't even know it and I needed it. That was probably the craziest thing. It fucking blew my mind. I was like, wow. Guns you just received, I guess, huh? Did you did you did you get in a gunfight? No, but if I didn't have a gun, I could have been killed. The girl was oh. trying to set me up to get killed. Really? Yeah. So I went there like an idiot, and on the way I just bumped into people, and they just came with me, just randomly, like, and they needed to be there because if not, I'd be dead, maybe. That that girl set you to get killed. Yes. Was this in L.A.? Yeah. Hey, question for you. Just, just, just out of shits and giggles. So this is L.A. '90s. Was there anyone named Dell or Andrea around then? Andrea? Yeah. Kind of a common name, but I think so. Yeah. Okay, that's that makes a lot of sense now. Really does. Why is that? Because I've always heard about getting a shotgun to the side of your head, and supposedly it came from this person in L.A. named Andrea. In the east, it really scares one of my friends. You know, he he, he gets worried. Huh. Well, back to your story at hand here, dude. So you got one time there's almost a gunfight. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen on one of those fucking parties? Funniest thing? Steven Adler come by our house one night, and he wanted to get drugs. And my apartment was, you know, it wasn't fucking silver, I'll tell you that. It was... It was kind of known as the shooting gallery. and uh, But we never had any. We'd get it. We'd do it. It's gone. We'd drink all night, whatever. Have fun. He comes over the middle of the night looking for heroin. It was the weirdest fucking thing because we don't have any dope. There's never dope there. It was always gone the second we got it. <laughs> but uh, that's fucking strange. You come over in the middle of the night looking just unexpectedly. Did he show up often? No, no. Just this one time. Really? Yeah, I'm looking for dope. And then you guys said you didn't have any, so he just, he just kind of went on about his business and left? No, he came in for a little while. I think he had a beer, and then he left. Had a beer and left. That's fucking crazy, man. How was he? Was he, was, well, was he strung out? Was he, was he coherent? Was he, you know? He seemed normal. He seemed, well, he seemed coherent. He wasn't sick. He wasn't, like, real high. Yeah, yeah. But that apartment, oh, my God. I just remembered this now that I mentioned the shooting guy. I'm going to have to go into this. I I moved out, and then I come back, like, a few weeks later. And, okay, one of my roommates got pissed one time, and this girl pissed him off through a friggin' vacuum cleaner through the window. So that was the first window gone. I come back two weeks later. There's no more windows left. And one of the girls that was staying there started hanging out with one of the 18th Street gang that sold crack on the corners there. So they spray painted all the walls and shit and the windows are gone. And um, eventually we were told just not to be in the apartment one night and a bunch of another gang came and shot holes through all the walls. And they, and they the apartment ended up being on the nightly news because they came and shot holes in the place afterwards because they got the uh, Mexican gangsters involved in the place. The girls did. So that's how our apartment ended. Fucking nightly news with fucking holes in the walls. Luckily, we weren't there that night. Hey, were you there during the uh, the riots? Yes, yes. That Come was on, a- you got to have some riot stories. <laughs> I can get myself in trouble here. There's no real names. It's going to be, look at some fucking guy named Red Hook. Wait, he's, he's, he's in fucking Boston. That's only fucking, though. I know, I know. It's funny. 
It's all right. You can share a little bit here. Just just say hypothetically there was a fucking riot and I came home with a new RCA. I mean, just okay. Okay. Well, what happened was this. It, it's I was always in the city because I was always in Hollywood, and then some shit happened, and I had to get out of Hollywood. And the riots happened, and I'm out in the valley at some girl's house, and we're drinking, we're smoking, watching it on TV, and we run out of beer and cigarettes, and we needed more. And we went to the store, and it was closed, and we had to open it just to get beer and cigarettes. I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbest thing I ever did, but it felt right at the time. Hey, as long as I wasn't an angry cream with a 12-gauge on top, you, you're okay, buddy. Now, let me ask you this. You said you were around all these, like, famous music acts. Uh, did you ever get to play your band open up for anybody that became somebody big? Did you ever get to, uh, you know, be in the same room musically as somebody performing that was, you know, noteworthy? Um, I seen – I went to Foundations Forum one year, and I seen Perry Farrell sing for Body Count, Ice T's band that had the Cop Killer song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. I went to Blind Melon and Lenny Kravitz and Slash come up and played with uh, Lenny Kravitz. There's always, like, you go to concerts, there's always a special guest, it seemed like. I've seen the Motley guys always in the rainbow, Lemmy always in the rainbow. I see Slash and Duff once in a while, I saw, but that was the 90s, so they weren't around as much. Slash and Duff, you saw them? I saw them in the rainbow before, yeah. Everybody would go there and drink, like, pretty much every night. The place would just be packed. Did you ever meet River Phoenix at the fucking Viper Room? (laughs) No, he was already dead when I got there. I'm not sure, though. (laughs) Let me me get this straight. So you saw... You saw the Motley Crue guys, Axel, uh, not Axel, uh, Slash and Duff and Lemmy all hanging out at the Rainbow Room having fun. And then you saw Axel sitting by himself eating a fucking hamburger. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And folks, you wonder how we ended up where we ended up. I just, sometimes I'm not amazed. Oh, the wrong one. Getting perfect. Sorry, man. I just find that funny. Oh, no. Fucking learn, Rod. That's right. Yo, Axe, what are you doing? Fuck off. I'm eating my hamburger. We're going to the rainbow room. Fuck off. I'm having a hamburger. Freak (laughs) off, boys. I just want a double cheeseburger. Beta promised me a double cheeseburger if I watched the trail park real good. (laughs) So are we now finding out that the the Beta, Labias, and Axel Rose relationship might be very Jim Leahy and Randy Leahy. I mean, is this what we're trying to find out, guys? That for a cheeseburger, Axel will do pretty much anything? Oh, shit. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of Randy Leahy and, uh, and the Trailer Park Boys, did you guys see that Sebastian Bach was uh, diagnosed with COVID-19 today? He did a big uh, uh, thing on his Instagram. Holy that. shit, dude. He was at the Pittsburgh show. Oh, was he really? He was backstage at the Pittsburgh show, dude. I know for a fact. Oh, <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Maybe that's why Beta's acting all crazy. She's got the COVID. COVID-19. China flu got her. COVID-19 kills fags dead. <laughs> oh, man. He'll never live that down, eh? Never live that down. 
You need to get on Twitter right now and fucking Photoshop that shirt. Hey, Sebastian, <laughs> COVID-19 kills fags dead. <laughs> oh, God, this is serious, though, dude, because, yeah, Sebastian was at the fucking, uh, if, you, if you were part of the Brasky uh, show that never existed, the live fat cast, um, we were telling you right then on the spot, I had my people on the ground telling me that Sebastian was backstage. At Hershey? Yeah. Nice. Holy <laughs> man. So, yeah, he, uh, I, I guess it was either today or yesterday, whatever, he put it on. And, uh, you know, he wanted to uh, thank the doctors and thank everyone for for making the vaccine available because his symptoms are minor, but he's he's been diagnosed with the COVID, with the fucking Rona. Good old Sebastian. That's so fucking hilarious. I mean, I get, you know, we don't wish any death on Sebastian Bach. Hopefully he recovers. We know he's a model train enthusiast. We all have the Swayze Express. So best of wishes to him. Hopefully he recovers. I, on a side note, though, um, I, I have a couple of his solo albums. I actually don't mind his stuff. It, it's okay. Um, and, dude, that, slave to, that Skid Row Slave to the Grind album, I actually listened to it yesterday on the way home from work. Dude, it's, it's fucking great. That's one of the best albums to come out of the 90s for me, man. Like, that is a great album. That is, it's hard, it's heavy, and it, it just fucking rocks from start to finish. It's a good album. His yeah. problem I don't like about him is he does too much Sebastian Bach. Like every time he does anything, he always has to do the big long, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah I get it. He overdoes yeah. it. But yeah, he was great in the nineties. Fucking right, man. Yeah, he really was. And and now he's he's uh, spreading spreading COVID nineteen coronavirus to uh, all his friends in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, any listeners in Hershey, Pennsylvania, go get tested because you can thank Sebastian Bach for that. Listen, if I was at an all-you-can-eat fucking Denny's or buffet place right now, and I knew Axel and fucking Baca been in, you know, I'd be a little concerned. Um, hopefully, they wore their mask and used, you know, the sneeze guards were up. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. So now we've we've covered a few topics we wanted to talk tonight. We're to the point of the show where now it's kind of freeform talk. It's kind of get to know people. Uh, you know, so far Red Hooks told us about his. Uh, Interesting life. Uh, Red Hook, you, you've also, uh, you know, Ben, you've been around the nightclub business, am I right? Yeah, I DJed for a lot of years. Do you get any great DJ stories about bartenders being whores or strippers or anything that's just funny? Oh, my God. It, they, it's ridiculous. The strippers, they fuck everything that fucking moves. It's ridiculous. You can't even, you're lucky if you get out of there without fucking one each night. You have to, like, try hard, too, almost, if you want to do that. You know what I mean? They're just nonstop. When you say you were a DJ, were were you, like, a house DJ or, or um, like, a DJ that, that uh, plays records on the or songs on the radio? Strip club. Okay, okay, cool. So, like, the story you just told that went over my head. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> now, would you do, like, coming to the stage, Anastasia? Would you do that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and fucking hey, dude. You got to give us a fucking name. Come on now. I haven't done it in years, but I'll try. Hold on a second. All right, welcome next to the stage. We got Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on up, Stacy. Fucking right. 
That, Dude, seriously, it, that fucking that's like flashbacks. I feel like I'm in the fucking nom, and I just had flashbacks of fucking expensive draft beer and fucking glitter. So, um, you know, you did I'm, that in L.A.? You were uh, uh, at the strip clubs in L.A.? No, no, I was doing that in Boston mostly in Boise. Boston. Nice. So. Where I grew up, I grew up in Montreal in Canada. And uh, one of the things that Montreal is known for um, is their strip clubs. And uh, some of the best of the best are, are in that fine city. And um, um, did you ever get a chance to, to, to get up there and do anything up there? Probably not, I would assume. But Boston's not all that far from Montreal. So uh, I wish I want to check out Canada, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah. You got them like. Are they everywhere, like in Portland? Like okay, so in Montreal, like in Montreal, um, at least when I was growing up, it's been a while since I've been there, so it might have changed. I don't know, but um, it, everywhere, man, everywhere. You went downtown Montreal, and there was strip clubs fucking everywhere. There was strip clubs, peep shows, whatever you wanted, man. Like you go in, put a fucking quarter into the machine, you know, uh, into the booth, whatever, you know, um, strip clubs and and private rooms for the strip clubs you get the and literally anything goes you know you had you had to watch yourself because there's there's a lot of organized crime there and um they wouldn't hesitate to fuck you up right if you you got out of line so you had to watch yourself but man around boston yeah 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 and uh the girls man the girls at the strip club like we're talking tens of tens man like these girls were mint and um uh unlike any other place that i've been to in canada i've been you know to toronto and uh vancouver and other big cities and uh it stands alone man stands alone um the the closest place that i would stay uh, that came and Montreal was still better. And um, the the place that came closest was Vegas, man. And uh, it still wasn't as good as Montreal. Like this is, we're talking the best of the best, man. The French girls, man, they, they like to, uh, they like to get down and dirty. Nice. Sir, yeah. do they have a pussy full of maggots? Pussy full of maggots. You know, that is absurd. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if girls are dancing too absurd. That'd be awesome. Fucking oh. right. Oh. <laughs> hey everybody, uh, welcome down to the uh, the Rusty Clam. Uh, we got Tammy coming to the stage. Uh, play absurd. Pussy <laughs> full of maggots. <laughs> and now, coming to the stage with her pussy full of maggots, we've got Tammy. <laughs> oh my God! You ever see zo- you ever see zombie strippers? That would fit that. Hey, c- nice. count, c- count how many grades she completed in grammar school by the fucking uh, cesarean section cuts on her belly. It's Tina. I'll give you a good LA one. Um, the singer that sang for my band was a was a girl, and um, she had the perfect '90s model chic heroine look and all that. She plays a lead role in the Zombie Strippers movie with Jenna Jameson and the guy that played Freddy Krueger. It's like a horror movie. Roxy Saint, look it up. It's kind of funny. What's her name now? Roxy Saint. She's in a movie called Zombie Strippers with Jenna Jameson. Gentlemen, everyone, now hit your Google machines, you fucking perverts, and start looking up the name Roxy Saint. Uh, Saint. Roxy Saint, American singer. Oh, yeah, there she is. She, she was the lead singer of your band there, buddy? Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. Hollywood band we had for about a year. And there she is in uh, Zombie Strippers. Holy Ooh. fuck. Look Ooh. at that. Ooh. Red Hook, you got to tell me, brother. I mean, come on now. Ah, I, come on. Honestly, come on now. A little I can bit, hear your little, fucking voice. Come on. A little bit. A little bit. Yes. Oh. Oof. a boy. So far, Red Hook's been a great fucking guest, guys. I mean, if you're not looking up pictures right now of Miss Roxy Saint and Zombie Strippers, which, guys, it looks like it's an educational film. So I encourage every man to watch this movie, you know, private of your own home, comfort, you know, make sure no one's around. And, uh, you know, it looks like a real fucking just really good historical piece about uh, strippers and zombies. It's a wonderful movie. It's got Freddy Krueger and it's got Jenna Jameson. You can't go wrong. What more could you want? Exactly. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think hurts more, putting your dick in Jenna Jameson's vagina these days, or Freddy Cougar's fucking claws on your dick? <laughs> yeah, she's up there now. <laughs> My God, I think her pussy probably looks like the scene from fucking Alien, where the little fucking head pops up, and there's another alien, and it's spitting at you. That's what I picture Jenna Jameson's pussy, just a screaming fucking alien. It's not that. It's not that sweet Jenna from back in the nineties, guys. Dude, Jenna Jameson looks completely different now. I didn't even know it was her looking at her. I'm looking at her right now. I just pulled her up. She looks completely different, man. She's had a lot of work done. What the fuck? Well, this is an important conversation piece here. I'm going to have to do my investigation and see what Jenna Jameson now looks like also. I'm going to have to do this too. I mean, this is just, guys, this is for the show. All right, so here we go. Because I remember her as this sweet, wholesome girl. Dude, it doesn't even look like her, man. Shannon Jameson. (laughs) Holy Christ, what the hell is that thing? Fucking is Axl Rose and Jenna Jameson the same person now? Yeah. Fuck. Plants, man. Like, what the fuck? What happened here? She's like one of those cat ladies, right? Yeah, man, look at that. Her eyes are all fucked up, and her cheeks are all weird. And her ass is all big. Jesus Christ. I mean, ugh. I mean, this is what happens, guys. You see that fucking girl, the, you know, the average girl, the nice girl. Like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do her. I'm going to go do the fucking skank that looks beautiful, all right? This is what happens. This is what those skanks look like when they get past 30, all right? So, you know, you youngsters out there, just remember that. Unbelievable fucking podcast bringing you some life lessons, kids. Shame of what happened here. I don't even know. I mean, could you imagine going from being like a fucking sex goddess to that fucking hideous creature? That looks like, dude, that'd be like, I mean, the fucking, my ass isn't that wrinkly. I'm a big fat man. Fuck, I'm at a loss for words. Like, if you keep scrolling, uh, at least on my feed, but I'm pretty sure it's probably the same. If you keep scrolling, there's pictures of her pr- pregnant, man. I know, I've seen well, that. I know. She was oh, with Tito Ortiz, the, the MMA fighter, and supposedly she uh, she claimed that he beat the fuck out of her. And, I mean, Tito Ortiz is a big fucking dude. So, I mean, she might have taken some damage to the face. And if that's the case, Tito Ortiz is a piece of shit. But, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. She could be psycho, too. I mean, this is – it's crazy. Wow. Psycho. But you you, you never know these things. I mean, you hear the fucking Axel stories about him making Aaron shit in a fucking litter box or fucking, you know, supposedly all these horrible things he did to Stephanie and blah, blah, blah. But you really haven't heard shit since. I mean, does Axel just not beat Bader or anybody else? I mean, I think there's a good chance. I think there's more than a good chance that Bader is beating Axel. 
you think that beta knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu or she's like a ninja turtle, so like low center of gravity. Axel comes she, fucking at her and she fucking just drops him. I think she's doing some serious MK Ultra shit on Axel where it, it's almost like uh, she breaks out that wooden spoon and just gives him the look and Axel just jumps back into shape. He realizes he's wrong because he doesn't want to get the fucking wooden spoon. That's what Beta strikes me as. Like she's that, she just fucking grabs it and says, Don't you fucking do that again. And just fucking whips it out and threatens it. Just terrifying. I mean, there might be some truth to this. What do you think, Red Hog? Do you think that Beta is beating Axel in the submission? I think it's got to be confusing when your mom is your wife. I, I wouldn't doubt it. You know, she seems like she's the one in control. I mean, ever since. She took over. You get this quiet Axel, kind of does what he's supposed to, and that's it. You know, all of a sudden he's on time. Why? How did they do that? How did they get him to all of a sudden just be like, okay, now I'm going to be on time? It's yeah, she's definitely got power over him. I mean, look at it this way. She told him, "Hey, you bring any other managers in, I'm fucking out of here. You're going to make my son the manager." And you know what Axel said? Yes, Beta. <laughs> Okay. Fernando, the manager. Guy couldn't manage a paper bag. Hey, Fernando's been very nice to me lately. He hasn't been. He's been very respectable in communication, so I appreciate that. But at the same time, I do see everyone's complaints as valid. <laughs> it's just comedy. You take you, a, you've uh, spoken to Fernando? I don't speak to Fernando. I might have communicated with my horrible grammar and writing with Fernando occasionally. Right. Yes. Well, he also wanted to know where I was when a uh, fucking uh, Madeline, my dear friend, which she's one hell of a lady guys, give her a chance. Um, she, uh, she went to the show and they were asking about me and Mr. Dunsford's also told me I've been asked about, which I don't know why I'm just a, just a you know big dumb John Candy like guy who uh, makes jokes. I'm I'm no one special. I'm nothing. Anywho, Red Hook. I mean, are you having fun on the Fat Cast tonight? The show's been really uh, more entertaining to me than most. Oh, it's been good, definitely. Um, did was Dunsford really at the Fenway show when you were saying that? Was it we just? No, I wanted to, so. I guess I'm a trouble starter, or I like hijinks and shenanigans. Guilty. Uh, I might have told people that were at the Fenway show to. Uh, tell security to inform Gio or Andre that Rick Dunsford's at the show. So, you know, it, it keeps him on guard, man. It keeps him in shape, you know, what's, him, you know, <laughs> what's him feel important. Would have been funny if he was there though. That's great. Yeah. Well, I, the, the funny thing is, is I know the show that he's going to, and I kind of, I, I know more details on it, but then one of my other friends is like, give me this so I can tell Fernando. I'm like, eh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a rat because yeah. being a rat's a fucking bad thing. Yeah, let him go. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, buddy, he's he, the funniest thing about Rick is no matter what, Rick's gonna Rick, and that's what everyone's got to realize. And uh, I, the guy, the kid's fearless. I mean, when it comes to balls, Rick does not give a fuck, and I and I applaud him for that. Yeah, I see that. It seems like any band he's involved with, he's involved in controversy with. That's neither for me to comment on or anything like that because I don't really know the nature. I've heard situations like that in the past by others. I don't know it really that well. I've seen some things, but you know, there's always two sides to a story. I mean, 
everything's more interesting when you get other parties talking. Speaking of other parties and talking, have you guys noticed that all the old familiar faces have been showing up in the last week since the band came back? I know. One new song and everyone's back. <laughs> exactly. Of course, right? They put out a new song so everyone comes back. Um, to be honest, man, like there's a lot of people I don't recognize, or maybe I just don't remember them, but I mean, there's a lot of people I don't recognize. Well, you have to imagine they have the, um, I don't know if they want to call it the mass extermination, the uh, My GNR Forum shower party, whatever they want to address it as. They had the mass banning or uh, locking out of people of the forum that weren't giving Downsy money. So all these, um, I guess you'd call them refugees, uh, have been looking for a place to post. And a few of them were brave enough to worry and uh, travel over to uh, GNFNR. But uh I mean, guys, what do you think about uh, Downsy going all fucking, uh, you know, uh, Hitler? I think it's great. I think he's destroying the place. It's, it's excellent entertainment. He's doing a good job. Now, I I don't really know much about the guy. I, I've been on his site a couple times. Um, I, I think I have an account. I don't know my login or anything. Um, but from what I understand... It's a very popular site, right? There's he has a lot of he has a lot of registered accounts, does he not? Well, it's a site that at one time was the main hub back when Eric owned it, and then it went to another ownership, UK Subs, and then High Voltage or some bullshit. But eventually, Downey Downsy got it, and when Downsy right. got it, it lost a lot of its members, about half. But over okay. the years, it's really been falling apart. But registered users, I think it has like hundred thousand. I mean, it has yeah. a shit ton of people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I don't think the guy wants to fucking do the site anymore. That's why he's that's why he's now charging. He, he, who the fuck is going to pay to be like Guns and Roses had their fucking night train and nobody bought it. What the fuck? How does this guy think somebody's going to go on his site and and they're going to pay for content, which I might add with all the social media out there now. Everything that he's making people pay for is available on the night of. I mean, they, they were doing guys, just so you know, um, this was open. I don't, I think they're trying to attract new, uh, new people. So if you're listening to this during the nights of their show, even if you're not a club member, if you go onto their website, they should be having live streams because they want you to become a live member. So they want to get you addicted. It's kind of like a free uh, streaming trial. You know what I mean? Like when you get seven days free to sign up for like HBO. So guys, just remember on nights of the concert, you want to go to mygnrform.com and look for their live stream. And if they, it says you can't get in or club members only, just hit fucking refresh. You might have to do it 30 times, but it's kind of like a lottery system. You'll get in and you'll have a good time watching. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, I, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to give that guy a cent of my money. But um, I mean, it's really worth it if you if you if you know if you're a friend and you want to give someone a stream, you can always send streams from there. But I mean, their streams are just the best. I mean, they really are. I mean, it's almost pro shot. I know. Really? I I got in the other night refreshing. It took like 20 minutes, but it worked. That's all you got to do, man. But once you get in, dude, it's totally worth it. It's like. It's almost the second best experience you can have instead of being at the concert. Are they doing a show tonight? Aren't they in Detroit, the Camaro? No, they're they're there tomorrow night. But I have I have news from our uh, producer. 
uh, our esteemed colleague who's with us, but's not speaking that gentlemen, did you know that today number one on the charts in music was absurd by guns and roses. Once again, guns and roses have hit number one. I shit you not. Uh, I believe the rock charts, but I'm going to go check the billboard uh, 500 too. Wow. Pussy full of maggots. That's an accomplishment. accomplishment. Um, Isn't that absurd? It's absurd. It's as fucking horrible as this song is. And I really don't like it. That is one. And and the charts have been dominated by such shit music for so long that if this actually is number one, that is a huge accomplishment. And my hat is off to fucking Axel and company. Good for you. It's a glitch in the matrix. Fucking right, man. Number one. Jesus Christ. Space puns. (laughs) Space puns. Definitely in a simulation. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so with with um, the resurgence of, of COVID, uh, especially south of the border, um, well, that's south of the border for me, sorry. Um, I, I've noticed that some acts have started canceling shows this week. Um, what do you think the chances of this tour finishing for Guns N' Roses? Two more weeks, I'd Gentlemen. say. I uh, sorry to sorry to interrupt, and I want you to finish, but I wanted to give you guys information. So it was the main iTunes charts today, which is uh, basically okay. number one. So it was number one on iTunes, and then it was still number one on the Rock iTunes chart. So iTunes is what we're basing that off of. And Red Hook, go back to you saying your prediction for when they're going to cancel the tour because of uh, COVID. Two weeks, I'd say. Yeah. Eh? I mean, what do you think, Brasky? You think this like, where, so I, I haven't been following um, too closely as as to which cities are going to hit up. I imagine they're going to hit up probably, you know, uh, uh, if they're going to Detroit, so probably head over to Seattle. I would imagine, and uh, maybe do some shows in well, here, California, here's, gentlemen. We we like to be factual here. We like to actually give you the information. So here's here's what they're looking at right now. We got Detroit on Sunday. There's going to be no issue. We got Fargo, North Dakota on uh, Wednesday. There'll be no issue. Next Friday, no we got issue. Missoula, Montana. There'll be no issue. Then we Fuck have Denver, dude. Colorado, August 16th. No issue. First time you run into an issue, possibly, is going to be uh, August 19th. It's a Thursday because it's in L.A. In L.A. But so, then you got a few L.A. shows, but then they're hitting Vegas. They won't shut down. Phoenix won't shut down. Dallas won't shut down. I mean, you got a lot of places that aren't going to shut down that are going to hit. Fair enough. So they're fucking hitting up Missoula. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's not too far from me. I could. What, what day of the week is that Missoula show? Uh, I think it's Friday night, dude. Let me tell you in a second again. It's Friday, dude. Holy fuck! Don't be a faggot. Come on now. Oh, Hop no, in that I nice can't. fucking F one fifty and get that bitch going and get my live stream. <laughs> I can't. I, we're not allowed to cross the border. Ah, fuck that. Yeah, it's fucking no. Montana, dude. How do you not get across the board? Listen, go down fucking highway. Hey, go down, and I'll fucking get you across, dude. No fucking worries. I can get the fucking. You kidding me? It's the main crossing, dude. Go through Lethbridge, heading down towards there, dude. Fucking, yeah, I know the farmers. That's the one I take. That's the one. That's the one I take all the time. Okay, yeah. So you know when you go like past Highway Two and everything, you head through Great Falls and all that shit. 
I know the people yeah, that yeah. own the fucking ranch land over on the east part of that fucking property over by the border. So, I mean, let's just say it wouldn't be an issue getting in and across the border. I used to go hunting a few times, and I've nice. always believed I was on the American border. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's across. By the way, I'm not smuggling Canadians into the border. This is just hypothetically speaking. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah, and I don't want to be fucking. He gets arrested for smuggling. What did you smuggle? A Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, eh? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit! There, that's a that's a federal crime there, eh? <laughs> that's a federal crime there, smuggling somebody across the border, eh? All right. <laughs> so <laughs> pancakes for you. oh man and i I guess i don't know about i don't know about your side but our fucking border guards just went on strike today like because we're opening up it's so dumb man we're opening up the border for you guys to come into canada Uh but but we can't go into the states boy can we do that with mexico that'd be fucking amazing Makes no fucking sense, man. I like how Canada. We don't win. listen. Mexicans, you can come over a thousand a day. It's fucking fine. But those fucking those fucking Canadians, they've been watching. Think about it. I love to bring you some fucking Tim Hortons. You have less rights in America than a Mexican immigrant fucking jumping over the border wall. <laughs> fucking uh, beautiful. And I'm proud to be an American. For at least I can be free. Red Hook, you, you still with us or you you yeah you, you dying? I'm here, I'm here. Jesus What's Christ, up? you just sounded like sixes on there. I just had a big giant snort. What's that? Nothing. Did uh, did the fucking snowman visit you? Okay, the laughter and no answer afterwards says we are dealing with fucking Axl Rose 2006 style in here, and I like it. All right, so uh, GNR liars, buddy. You know, you, you brought up the my GNR form thing. You, you made a really good point on there, but I mean, do you think that it's funny that the band kind of controls GNR Reddit, where they have their moderators try to take down anything really negative, and they do it in a secretive way? Are you aware of that? I have no idea about that. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, uh, for instance, Franz is a wonderful person. He's been on the show. He's uh, one of the people behind the scenes. He'll put up a video or two sometimes on there. And, uh, you know, who will take him down? And the moderators, they don't care. They'll just delete the threads. I got suspended because I added Fernando one time. So I added at F, like, I think it's F Labias. And, you know, I made a point. I had a comment to make. And uh, I got suspended for a week of use. Off of Reddit. Off of Reddit. Off, off of Guns N' Roses Reddit. Not the rest of Reddit. The rest of Reddit liked me. But GNR Reddit, they fucking they they took it seriously. Holy fuck, man. I, I I have said some not so good stuff on um uh that GNR uh Guns N' Roses subreddit uh this past couple of days. So oh, I, well, fucking I here comes any, your fucking suspension. Yeah, I haven't gotten any strikes yet. That you're aware of. I, you know what? I don't understand. I don't understand this control that th- this management team wants to try and accomplish on social media. It, it, this, like, this is not a fight they're going to win. This is too big for them to to to. It eventually will get the best of them. I mean. It, it, <laughs> 
what they're tr- I can't believe what they're trying to do, man. Like this is Gestapo fucking shit, man. Like I don't I don't get it, man. Every other band in the world, every other media outlet in the world, every, every public figure in the world uses these tools as as a as a promotional um 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 avenue but these guys want everything scrubbed i don't get it man like why can't they why can't they use it like everybody else make stuff available to to everybody like everybody else instead of trying to take everything down and and ban people and uh give people 10 day suspensions and like what what's the fucking point man uh nativity is my guess Red Hook, what do you think? I've noticed that um, since Absurd came out, they're not taking down no videos of that. No, they, no, that some of the some of the uh, I noticed some of the live ones from um, when did they debut it in in Boston? Is that when they debuted it? Yeah, I've noticed some of the some of the ones on, on YouTube have been taken down since then. Really, I didn't notice that. I thought from, they were getting left up. Or fuck, maybe it's just my geographical region. I mean, you know, you, you can you can control control stuff by region, right? So maybe it's it's YouTube YouTube Canada. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? We have, have a pretty heavy presence here from the government on on what we see and what we don't see, right? So fuck, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that man like taking down the shit, censorship and stuff, right? But it, it, getting back to the original point, I. I just don't get it, man. Like these guys, this band has have played so many live shows with so many different versions of of this band with so many different other musicians in this band, and you know they've played so many shows, hundreds of hundreds of shows. And nothing is available anymore. Every other band, you just type it in, and you can watch these shows. And these guys seem to seem to not want their fans to have access to to their past show, their past whatever. And I think it, it hurts them, man, because you know the only thing we see is is the videos from Appetite, the videos from Use Your Illusion. And every now and then somebody will put the Saskatoon show on YouTube and it'll stay up for a week and then gets taken down. You know what I mean? Uh, I buddy, I don't know if you know this, but one of our dear friends and actually a member of the Fatcast staff, if you're looking for the best shows, anybody, if you're looking for the best shows anywhere you can see Guns N' Roses, this person remasters them. He gladly shares them. His name is Franz and Roses. Just see Franz, message him on GNFNR or on the Discord Reddit. He's one of the mods. Um, Super good guy. He'll take care of you. If you guys are also looking for shows, um, you know, GNFNR, we try to tell you at least who to talk to on Reddit. They got a guy named Mudkicker who's pretty good at knowing this information. So, I mean, we're here to tell you guys what's up and, uh, you know, try to point you in the right direction. When it comes to the takedowns, I mean, fuck. It's it's sad. Um, I, I wish they'd stop. Um, there's a poster right now by the name of Broski Rose who's taking it upon himself to uh, – have his own fucking uh, war against this. He's trying to fight for the fans to prevent people's uh, videos from getting taken down. Have you seen any of his posts, gentlemen? Yeah, he's doing good. I have so, not. What does everybody think of the fact that Dustin Bones never gets flagged? I mean, he posts stuff as Guns N' Roses. He posts stuff using Guns N' Roses music. 
Why does he get left alone? It's odd. It's probably Axel. Yeah, it's Axel. I mean, we, we've got to the point now that Dustin Bones is such a good Axel that he, he does Axel better than yeah. Axel. So I, I just consider him Axel now. How does he not get strikes on you? It's got to be him. I mean, it has to be, man. <laughs> Fuck, I love that Jade. guy. I mean, that, I mean, can't you just see him and Tobias just sitting by looking at themselves like, man, I'm fucking bored. Yeah, why do you keep dragging me to this, Axel? Hold on, we're going to make a song. Can you pretend to be Duff? <laughs> Tobias looks and goes, you know I fucking hate Duff. And Axel goes, I know. I know. <laughs> His videos so never get flagged. I mean, he put up, what was it? He put up a, a Guns N' Roses song using their footage, using their music. What what song was it? Double Talking Jive or Dead Horse? I forget. Yeah, yeah they fucking, uh, he put up uh, Taking It Easy and they had a background of live Guns N' Roses video. Yeah. I mean, we're not trying to get him banned. I mean, we love the motherfucker. Oh, no, if we get him banned, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm, if he gets banned, the wrath of Broski Rose, which I'm telling you folks, I've, 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 I've dealt with Mr. Broski before. He's not, he can be reasonable. But at the same time, he's batshit crazy. So be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Be careful. I almost didn't want to bring it up. It's just weird that it doesn't get, you know. Absolutely. See, one of the things, and by the way, um, this goes out to one of our listeners. Um, Miser's not on tonight, so I imagine he will be listening. Um, One of the guys on GNFNR, his name's Philip K. Dickhead. Uh, the other night he was on here and he was talking about fucking, you know, the Brasky podcast. So I wouldn't have anyone on that's not going to agree with me. Man, I'll have anyone on. You're welcome to come on yourself. Um, anyone that wants to come on, as long as you're not completely retarded, you can come on here and debate me. That's more than fine. But on a serious note, Philip K. Dickhead's been a very good poster with us for a long time on GNFNR. He's one of the boys. Um, and he hasn't been feeling well lately and he's been diagnosed with some shit. Um, so just wanted to say from the Brasky fat cast, and I'm sure I'm speaking for all the guys here, uh, get well, brother. Um, it's been a pleasure posting with you and, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And that's on a serious note. Now back to shit talking and something. I'm going to let one of you guys take the mic. Cause I don't want to crack into a joke after a fucking statement like that. No, um, I'll chime in on that one. Um, you know, he, he does make posts, um, about, guests on the show and sometimes he points me out uh, singles me out in particular and and that's fine and uh i'm with you with uh, with that on brasky i'm with you with that on brasky that uh all that aside um get well soon brother i mean you know you may not just, like just, just oh, that's fine. But you know what just so real life is real life. people um people that complain about et um et's my fucking co-host dude when E.T. wants to come back on because he's, you know, feels like he's in a better place than he wants to be, he'll come back on. But E.T. is not going anywhere. I'm not getting rid of fucking E.T. The GNR Liars isn't fucking going anywhere. He's been one of my best friends online for a very long time. I'm not just going to kick him off when a few people don't like him. I'm sorry. Miser's also a friend. He's very funny. I find him amusing. I find JB amusing. I find a lot of people amusing. So we have a lot of people that we're going to have on, and I hope. Most of the time you love the guest, but if you don't, sorry, dude. I fucking love Wasted. He's another guy that I just get a kick out of. So, you know, that's just my statement on that. And uh, fuck you, because we're really killing the vibe of the show, which I guess is my favorite. 
<laughs> me and wasted uh me and wasted have been uh talking uh we're uh we're doing some prep for hopefully uh something really good in the future and uh uh i look i look forward to doing stuff are, with wasted are, are, because are you financing wasted's uh sending of a uh, taiwanese woman to uh et because you know the other time on the show wasted pretty much told us that like hey if et needs a chinese lady or a Taiwanese lady, well, you still can buy one for a few grand. It's not a big fucking problem. Uh, you know, it, it, we should get that going. Like, it, just from talking to ET the last few weeks and the last couple months, whatever, he's he's mentioned more than a more than a few times that it's it's been a while since he's he's felt the. Uh, the 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 silkiness and the smoothness of a lady. I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to get uh, something going for ET, and uh, um, you know, hopefully, he makes it into the to the to the, to the dorm room tonight. Because I think the Olympics are ending tomorrow, so hopefully, he gets in tonight and and uh, you know, he he finds what he's looking for. Yeah, let me check in on that though. Hey. I, I I thought I saw a news report on the AP wire. That said something about like there's a blackout on security cameras on the Olympic Village right now. So he might be making his move, folks. He might be making his move. If you're gonna do that, can you get like a two for one deal and send a girl this way too? I'm on a cold streak myself, man. Buddy, I don't know. I imagine they're gonna be fighters. I mean, they're gonna be athletic. He's going after gymnasts, so they're gonna be fast little fuckers. I mean, him just capturing one's gonna be impressive. I don't think he's gonna be able to get two. It's disappointing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, but hey, dude, you're in Boston. The only thing you got to fucking do is go out at like 12:45 on a fucking Friday night to any of the bars on the South Shore, like Quincy or fucking you know Southie, and you fucking come on, man. It's you can pick up a fucking townie whore in a minute. You got to fucking go over Chelsea, go to Revere. What the hell's wrong with you? Pick up a fucking crazy Brazilian. I don't know, dude. I don't even know how to talk to girls now. I'm afraid they're gonna be some fucking psycho leftist fucking. First thing, first thing remember is you start off by saying hello. It's, it's crazy. Then just remember that they're all fucking crazy. And then, you know, you're just there to say hello. If it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere. If you find each other amusing or attractive, you know, be a little debonair. Be, be a little bit of a gentleman. But at the same time, don't give a fuck. It's not hard, guys. Sometimes you guys realize that these chicks are like fucking predators. You can just go to a fucking bar. Now, I'm a happily married man, have been for many years. But in my past, you just go to a fucking bar, you have a beer. You know, a chick usually will make a smile at you or some shit. You don't got to do anything. Just don't be a fag. I always rely on my looks, Let though. I, you know, I don't have that no more. I, I always just rely on my looks, and now I fucking don't know what to do without those. Well, I can <laughs> tell you, buddy, I've never had looks. Has to use to quote Apu from The Simpsons when he finds uh, Jasper frozen in the in the or to quote Jasper, sorry, when he gets frozen in Apu's uh, uh, freezer and he says, "Time is ravaged by once youthful looks." Is, is that what's going on right now? Like you said, you were a good-looking guy, but it, it, do you look weird now? Like, have you have you do you have like weird stuff on your face, or do you have like moles or 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 pockets or something? No, nah, just my hair is just gone. I mean, I got like a little bit of hair, not enough to do shit with. You know. All right, but hold on a second, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going to. I know how old he is for a fact. The, the age group of women you're looking at is going to be, you know, late 
thirties, forties in that age group, dude, those are the easiest ones. Those are just, they're, they're like fucking 18 year old men. They're fucking alpha predators, man. I don't know That's... how you're not just showing up and getting these fucking old broads that just want to get fucked. I mean, they, they, they'll fuck yeah, a bedpost. I don't, I you know, don't. as long as you're clean, like, as long as you're clean and, and you can put a sentence together. And you're not a, just a complete fucking douchebag moron, you know, man. You, it's not that hard. Like you, you can talk to a guy in a bar, like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Go up to a girl, "Hey, how's it going?" Hey, get you a beer, like, buy a drink, blah blah blah. Having a good time tonight, blah blah. See where it goes. Doesn't go anywhere. Move on. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's I the, it's, it's what I they're used, doing. I used to be able to do it in my sleep. Do you now know what I'm just realizing right now? Hey, Red Hook, you go down the you go down to New York City a bunch, don't you? Yeah, I try to go every couple of years. Buddy, next time we go to New York City, we gotta have some way of I don't know, like recording or live streaming or something. You and Miser hitting the fucking scene. I mean, just go hit the clubs, go hit the bars. I'd fucking love it. I mean, we'd almost want to finance it. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, because he, you know, he's he, he's younger. He could probably bring the girls in, and then I could try to sail the deal. I don't exactly. know. <laughs> you see every top gun needs a wingman come on let's do it new york city uh, east uh, village folks we we are we are saving lives on this show uh, this show right here folks we are saving lives we are making sure that young mr miser there he doesn't die a simp virgin but we're gonna make sure that mr red hook takes him out and they're gonna find some fine and ladies of the evening, and they're gonna make sweet love to them. <laughs> there you go. If that's not a promotional clip that we can use for further future advertising, I don't know what is. But right there. <laughs> yeah, occasionally I can be funny. I mean, after the last show we had, guys, I I have to be funny. It was a uh, fucking. You were out in the middle of the fucking woods somewhere. Fucking, I, I could hear bears and everything in the background. I think Jason Voorhees was creeping up on you. You know, I got to tell you something about that, man. We it, it was hot as fuck when we were there, right? Like fucking hot, man. It had to have been 100 degrees. And um and we're in the middle of nowhere, right? So there's no trees or anything. Like it's a, it's a new area. So there's I'm sorry, I shouldn't say there's no trees. There's very small trees. They're all very young, right? Anyway, they have this this uh swimming area where you go in right and you know we're all canadians right so we're all fucking white as fuck right so i take off my shirt and i go swimming in the pool in whatever the whatever it was the whatever the lake whatever you want to call it and i come out and i just look at my wife and i'm like holy fuck i can feel my skin burning right so I, I think I was I, I had to have been the whitest guy there. Like I I got that Irish blood flowing through me and couple that with being Canadian, it, it's it's not pretty. I I think I was the only guy at that whole beach that put on a white t shirt to fucking look more tanned. Like it, it was unbelievable, man. And just I don't I don't get it, man. Like I don't understand how I can be so fucking white. But I mean, I had fun, what I you're guess. missing the point is to a woman, you look, she looks at him, and goes, "You see how fucking white that guy is? I guarantee you he's clean. He doesn't got any STDs. He probably doesn't fuck a lot of chicks because look how white he is. He's a safe guy to fuck. And then all thing you have to do is just be like, I'm a safe teddy bear. You know, there you go. 
fuck. You know, I, I, as as for for the fucking not, I, I do not fuck a lot of girls. I fuck one, and it's actually my wife. So I'm a happily married man, just like you, Mister Brasky. You know that. But uh, you know, um, I, I'd like to think that. You know, much like uh, much like Red Hook, there. I think uh, when I was younger, I, I was uh, I was a good looking fella, and I never had troubles. But you know, age catches up to you, man. Listen, buddy, his mate. If you took fucking John Candy and you fucking him and Bobby Hill merged into one human being, that's Bill Brasky. And no matter what, if I'm fucking, you know, I'm almost six three. But if I'm 200 pounds, I look the same. If I'm 300 pounds, I just look a lot fucking fatter. But I look pretty much the same. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I'm a fucking, you know, breadwinner when it comes to fucking looks because I'm not. But you know what makes up for it, guys? Balls and personality. It's all you really need. Ugly dudes fuck. And they do, man. You're right. That's the thing. They do. And you see that and. True. You know, you could either you could either watch what's happening and observe, or you can get frustrated and go pick a fight. You know what I mean? And uh, I prefer the former, right? And like, I don't want to, I don't want to get in any fights. So, so you know, like, if you they need, can do it, so can I, man. But it's like you need the confidence to unlock that laid back, easy going, easy to pick up the girl. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a. I got good news for you. You know what confidence is. Confidence is just egoed by not caring. Not caring, exactly. Yeah. So, Definitely. but that's like, that's all it is. So, if you don't care at all and you have an ego, that gives you confidence. But if you don't have the ego and you still don't care, you're in the same position, dude. That's just go why and you have fun. Put the fucking game on. Watch the Red Sox. Swear at these fucking cocksuckers for being faggots. I remember me and you wanted to talk some Patriots. So before we get off the show tonight, fuck you, folks. We're talking New England Patriots, by the way, too. But you know, right. watch sports but, and go from there. The more girls you get. The more girls you get because you don't care as much because you're getting more girls. So it's like once you get it going, it just multiplies like fucking rabbits. Uh, like, dude, it's like being married. Like if you're happily married, I'm sure GNR Liars can agree with me on this. Like, dude, I'm fucking happily married. Kate Beckinsale comes. My wife already knows I'm fucking yay. But instead of that, dude, I'm happily married. I don't give a shit what other women are doing. Like whatever. If I see tits, I'm like, yeah, tits. Woohoo. You know, right. I, I don't care. But they know that. Like it now, like if they they just throw themselves at you because they know that you, like you don't care and you don't want them. And it's like no, I'm good. But now yeah, it's yeah. like fucking hey, Jesus, leave me alone. Like, yeah, sick bitches. One of the easiest ways to pick up women I've always read is to to wear a wedding ring. If you wear a red wedding ring, they think you're married. They think they can just fuck you. They think you have your shit together. You probably have a job. You know. I have also things because my wife's an angel and fucking keeps me going. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, after I, old I probably, I his wife, he's gay. Go fuck yourself, faggot. I probably do you, do you, uh, Brasky, hey, Brasky, do you wear your wedding ring? Yeah. 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 Oh no, because I I don't wear mine. I don't I don't wear a wedding ring. I don't and wear it if my, I'm doing like athletics or sports. But, like if I'm in the house. No, I don't yeah. wear it because I'm pretty sure everyone in my house knows who I'm married to. But if I'm like going to work and everything, yeah, I always wear my wedding ring. Yeah, eh? Well, I, I, 
I, I work with my hands at work, right? So um, I don't wear it at work. I, I actually I actually hardly ever wear my wedding ring. And my wife, on the flip side of that too, she she doesn't even wear her wedding rings every day. But we love each other. Like, we're cool with it. Like, we love each other. Yeah. You guys are also Canadians. So, I mean, you know, in Canada, I don't think the women are, they act like here. Now, I know when I went up to Lethbridge a few times, God bless those sweethearts in their fucking mini skirts when it's negative fifteen outside. But they act more ladylike, you know. The fucking women aren't fucking dressing like whores going into work. You never fucking go to see a Canadian TV thing where it's like, oh yeah, hey, there's Linda there. Oh yeah, what did you notice? Linda's wearing a fucking thong g-string today that's popping out. Oh yeah, she's also got nip rings. You never hear that. Bitch be wearing a fucking flannel shirt or something. <laughs> Your 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 idea of Canada is amusing to me because it's it's oddly accurate, but it's also completely false at the same time. If that That's makes like any my view sense. of the world, it's accurate and false at the same time. That can apply to me fucking in anything. Oh God bless. I love it. I love what is, it. What is, what is North Carolina like? <sighs> Peaceful and quiet. I guess my kid's bike got stolen the other day, which still pisses me off. So I live in an apartment complex, which woohoo. Uh, one day I'll own a house, hopefully. Um, but uh, so my kid's bike was out front. We've lived here for a while, so there's never been any issues. And fuck, right before a thunderstorm, someone stole my kid's bike. And of course, the cameras went down because of the thunderstorm. But um, instead of that, dude, I would say this is a really safe area and community. It's really a lot of nice people. It's more multicultural than most would imagine because there's a bunch of Mexicans that work on the apple farms here, but they're all real nice and people just mind their own business. And Rasky outside of like the GNR world, it's kind of just a boring fucking loser dad that just goes to his kids' games and you know, are, pretty simple. Are you near Rally? Are you are you near Rally, North Carolina? Fuck no, dude. I'm in fucking by Asheville, dude. Raleigh's like four hours okay. away from me. That's fucking. Okay. Dude, I, I read a story on the fucking news the other day. That fucking uh, somebody had a pet cobra that got loose in fucking Raleigh. And they found this fucking cobra, fucking just chilling on somebody's Man. porch. I want no fucking part of Raleigh. Man, no, you don't. Jesus Christ! Imagine fucking just walking, doing your thing, just whatever, going out for a stroll in your neighborhood, and there's a fucking cobra standing up right at you. Like Jesus Christ! Listen, I'd rather be drunk at two thirty in the morning in Mattapan wearing fucking uh, you know. Nothing but fucking khakis and a white plaid shirt, you know. That's what I'd rather do. And for anyone who's from Boston, you're laughing your ass off right now. For the rest of you, fuck you. It was a good towny joke. But you know what's it, weird it, now? We have turkeys it, now. We have wild turkeys everywhere now on the North Shore. They were not here when I was a kid. I don't know where these things come from. They my family still lives at the South Shore, dude. And they got he's got fucking uh, my father in law's got a bunch of turkeys running around his backyard right now too. Yeah. I don't know where they come from. When I was a kid, there was no turkeys around here. Now they're walking down the street and shit everywhere. It's like- a long time ago, a long time ago, I lived in Toronto and I worked for UPS. I was a courier. And um, the area that we serviced was um, like the, the the rural areas outside of the city. So we're going like an hour outside of the city into the rural areas. And my coworker one day was delivering in this this small fucking town, like a thousand people, whatever. And he turned the corner in his UPS truck and he hit a bunch of wild turkeys. <laughs> and <laughs> so he hit these fucking turkeys. And apparently 
um, they got all the feathers and shit. Got there were so many of them that all the feathers in the guts of the turkeys got up into the truck, and he couldn't drive it. So we had to go to this farmer's house that he was delivering to, and explain that you know. A, he has a package for him, and can you sign here? And by the way, can I chill here for a couple hours while the tow truck comes because I just ran over your fucking turkeys? (laughs) (laughs) Those will be be chicken nuggets. Yes. Gentlemen, I promised Red Hook before he came on, hey, we'll at least do one thing before we wrap up the show this evening. Me and Red Hook are going to talk our fucking Patriots talk. We're talking Cam Noon and Mac Jones. I'm telling you. Red Hook, I'm running around my house screaming Mac Jones. I, I fucking yell it all the time. My son looks at me and he goes, what's wrong with you? And I go, Mac Jones. So you tell me what your thoughts yeah, yeah. your opinions are, but that's mine. I think, yes, I, I'm in the same boat. I think they're going to wait until after the Tom Brady game, though, because they, I don't think they want to put him into that. I think they're going to have Cam Newton until then at least. What do you think? Do you think they'll put buddy? I don't know because I read today, like I was reading the training camp reports, and I guess the last two days, Mac Jones has just been fucking just on fire. I guess today he on eleven for elevens, he had three touchdowns. So I mean, he's he's starting to really look like the real fucking deal. And everyone's gonna laugh at me, but my opinion of Mac Jones and how he throws, he reminds me of Peyton Manning. Just his throwing. I know Peyton's taller, but his throwing motion and the ball that he has—that's what I see. I could be crazy. I could be just a hardcore Patriots fan, which hey, fuck the Seahawks, uh, fuck the Broncos, fuck the Lions. I'm trying to think, oh, Brand, fuck the Dolphins. You know, I <laughs> just, uh, just wanted to get that out. And uh, uh, I would say Arnold, fuck the Vikings, but that would just be mean. I guess go Vikings. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think? Uh, Gino Elias, Red Hook, come on, speak to me, Bella. I think it'd be great if he can actually get into the starting job early because the kid is coming off. He's coming off a national championship season. If he can parlay that right into the Patriots. I mean, that, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what he has going for him. I think if he can keep that energy going and ride that right into the Patriots, they'll be on fire. He's a fucking winner. He's accurate. And he's also doing the thing that Belichick loves the most. He's the first guy in the field every fucking day. That means a whole bunch. I don't, I don't think you're winning anything with Cam Newton, man. So yeah, get him in there as fast as you can. The only thing that's happening with Cam Newton is people that don't like Bill Brasky and wish harm to him. Every time Cam Newton plays, Bill Brasky's blood pressure goes up. That it takes it takes minutes off of my life every time that fucking Cam Newton takes the field. I, so yeah. you rat bastards that wish me dead, you better be rooting for Cam Newton. And every time they had a close game last year, he would blow it in the you know the last possession every time. It was so it's like why even have a close game if you're just gonna fucking. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what game is the Buccaneers game then? Because you, you said six or seven. Okay, okay. So you're figuring Cam Newton will start probably the first six games and then get this kid in after the after the after the uh, 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 Brady comes back to town and does his fucking whatever he's going to do. Yeah, I think all that's right. the plan. Fuck you, and I love Tom Brady, the greatest fucking quarterback of all time, greatest football player of all time. But I'm taking Belichick all day. And if you fucking boys want to start getting a little gambling pool together and fucking bet against Belichick against Brady, you out of your mind. Belichick's going to win that one. Uh, you, you guys know that uh, Tom Brady was also a draft pick of uh, the Montreal Expos. 
We do indeed. Fucking oh, catch her, buddy. Fucking right, man. Fucking right. And oh, you know, don't what? fuck with me with Brady. I fucking see the thing. I'm not gay in any means, but if I was gay and if I ever identified that way, hey Tom, how you doing? All right. You know, what, you, you know what? I feel the same way about the Montreal Expos. I miss the team dearly. I love them. I loved going to see them. I loved all the players. They were my heroes growing up, and I miss them to this day. And fuck the Washington Nationals. You know what's going to make you feel really good? I have a fucking perfect edition retro throwback Montreal Expos fetid new era cap that I wear all the time. Well fucking done. Pedro Martinez, dude. Pedro Martinez and Vladimir Guerrero. Fucking oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. They were awesome when I was a kid. I oh, mean, yeah. it was insane. I'd seen Pedro pitch at Fenway. I mean, yeah. it, oh, I never got to see Pedro. Every time I'd go, I'd be fucking Wakefield or low. I, I mean, every that, fucking time. Like, I've seen Tim Wakefield probably, Jesus, dozens of times. I saw yeah, Brett Saberhagen once. I seen Pedro pitch in 1999 at Fenway. Fuck. Yeah, the guy was insane. He. Everything he threw was just, they couldn't hit nothing. You just laugh at them. Fucking, I remember, like, my dad used to have a lot of tickets for the expo. We used to go, my brother and I. We used to hop on the subway and, and, and get off at the Olympic Stadium and watch them play. And, um, yeah, man, Pedro Martinez was in a class by himself. Um, um, you know, we would have guys come through town. You remember Greg Maddox and and uh, what are the three guys from, from the Braves there? So yeah, Maddox, John Smoltz. Yeah. yeah. So those guys come through town. Greg Maddox was the three best pitchers I've ever seen were easily Pedro Martinez, Greg Maddox, and Roy Holiday. I don't know if you guys ever got a chance to see Roy Holiday pitch, but man, the guy was a fucking surgeon on the mound. Like he. He owned it, man. It was incredible, incredible. I missed the bravado. Like Pedro, he like pointed the guy's head before he was gonna throw the pitch. You do that <laughs> now, Jesus Christ! Fucking Twitter would explode. So, I was watching the Blue Jays game yesterday against the Red Sox, and you know it's 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 so different now, man. Because back in the day, you had Pedro doing that. You had Roger Clemens throwing at guys. You're fucking Nolan Ryan, man. You, you, you're terrified of the guy. You know what I mean? You didn't want to step into batter's box because you didn't know if you're gonna fucking throw it at you or not. And then yesterday, I'm watching the Blue Jays and the and the Red Sox, and uh, I forget who was pitching for the Red Sox, but he hit the Jays player, and immediately, you know, the refs come out and they issue a warning. You you can't do this, blah blah. blah. Like. I was just like, what the fuck, man? Back in the day, like, that was part of the game. You know what I mean? And no, now it's, I don't know. It's, I remember. I, there's no emotion. Yeah, I, I remember um, another, the Red Sox pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez. When he okay. first, came up, when he first came up like five years ago from the minors, he was really good right off the bat. But he had a lot of emotion. You know, he would fucking throw a pitch and he kind of like, you know, give the battle like, ha, you know, I got you. And the first thing they did, fuck. First thing they did was take all that emotion away from him. They made him, you know, just throw the pitch, stare like you know everybody else. That's just kind of weird how they are nowadays. It's like, yeah. All right, guys. So what we're gonna do now is uh, we're getting to that magical time where we're trying to keep the show at a certain point from this point forward. I mean, if we got a really, really crazy show going and we really feel fresh, we'll probably go a little longer. But most of the time, we're gonna try to finish around two hours. So we're about at that mark now. Uh, Red Hook, fucking amazing guest, dude. Uh, obviously, I have an open invitation to come back. We want you to come back. It was real fun getting to know you. 
talking to you. Anything you want to say before we check out tonight? Oh, what do we have for subjects that I might have gone to? Okay, Woodstock 99 documentary. Um, just to run down a couple things real quick. Um, it just seemed like it was just screaming for more regulations on everything. Concerts, almost like dangerous rock and roll bad. Um, let's see. Um, even when they were showing, like they showed the crowd all the time while they would say all these things about doom and gloom and bad things that happened or supposedly bad thoughts that supposedly people were thinking even. But the people always looked like they were having fun when they were showing the video, which was, you know, I thought it was kind of odd. And then day three, they were scolding the crowd for being tired. Now, they've been there camping for, what, two and a half days now. It's day three. And it was it was just ridiculous. It was just you know, anybody having fun, oh my god, they were racist, you know, it was all about, the girls showing their boobs was a big thing, they were like, oh my god, you know, but these girls, they did it because they wanted to, it's just so backwards logic they use, has anybody seen the HBO documentary on Woodstock 99? Yeah, we talked about it uh, last week. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's, but no, we're glad we got your point of view on it, man. And seriously, really do but, appreciate you coming in. And did you have fun tonight? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a good time. I'm glad I did it. All right, buddy. Well, uh, one- Gene our liars. Thank you tonight for uh, filling in for ET. Uh, ET will be back soon, guys. Uh, we don't have an update now. We just know that the power at the uh, Olympic Village is down, uh, and ET is making his move. So let's wish him luck and. Uh, Hopefully, you know, he, he has himself a new gymnast. Uh, but GNR Liars, thank you, man. Uh, you're always welcome on the show. Anything you'd like to say tonight? Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Uh, once again, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure coming on. Um, like I said, I was really excited about this uh, episode with Red Hook, and it, it didn't disappoint. Red, Red Hook, you're, you're fucking cool, and uh, uh, your stories are great. Uh, come back and tell some more, man, because I, I think we just scratched the surface of, of what, what you have up there in your head. And, um, if we can get some more out of you, that would be great. And, uh, right. yeah, man, you know what? Fucking right. Have fun guys. Like it's fucking summer. Summer's almost done. It's, I don't know. Have fun. And thanks Brasky. Oh yeah. Hey guys. And, uh, the last thing we're going to say tonight before we end the show is, uh, once again, man, uh, Philip K. Dickhead, uh, username on uh, yeah, GeneFNR.com. Our, uh, our thoughts are with you, brother. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, you get through this. And uh, if not, hopefully it's easy and painless. You've brought a lot of joy and smiles to us over the years. So uh, remember, folks. <laughs>